Would you like more money in your bank account? I know you would. But how much, how much more money would you like to have in your bank account? Like if I started like, you know, making it rain in your bank account, thousand dollar bills. I, is there a thousand dollar bill? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> I don't know if there is. But if there is thousand dollar bills and I'm slapping down, slapping down the thousands, right? And I'm like, here's a thousand dollars. Would that be enough? Two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. Like, when would you say, hey, John, thanks. Stop, please stop giving me money, right? Would you ever stop me? We all think more money will make us happy, but more always becomes just a little more, doesn't it? And so we try to get as much money as we can for ourselves. And instead of money fulfilling its promise of making us happy, it actually becomes one of the biggest worries and aggravations in our life. Welcome to another episode of Together for hashtag for Salem. This is episode 83, but who's counting, right? Oh yeah. Not us. Nope. No. We are smack dab in the middle of our Money Can Make You Happy series. So this is part two. Mm -hmm. If you missed part one, don't worry. It's on the internet. It's on the podcast app, your favorite podcast app. What's up, podcasters? So, uh and it's on YouTube and our website mm. and everything, but you don't need to watch that one to watch this one. But, right. You know, it's, it's probably a good idea. Sure. But yeah. yeah. But a three part series, so here's part two. But mm. uh, before we pass it off to John, we just want to say welcome. Yeah. This guy's Aaron. Monica. We're in our basement because this is where we film the intros and outros mm -hmm. and the episodes because we don't own a church building, but we do meet in one on yes. the second and fourth uh, Sundays, which we'll talk about on the other side. Right. But we'd love if, if you could say hello. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Right. If somebody's new and they want to say hi. Or they have a question. Or if they have a question. Or they just want to get in touch with us, they can do that. They can. Through the website or the email. Mm -hmm. Yourcrosscreek.com slash welcome or info at yourcrosscreek.com. Right. I said that for the podcasters because you YouTubers can see it on the screen. Mm -hmm. We have a couple more things we're going to say on the other side. We'd love to see you again. So stick around. But here's part two. Yes. Go for it, John. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Would you like more money in your bank account? I know you would. But how much, how much more money would you like to have in your bank account? Like if I started like, you know, making it rain in your bank account, thousand dollar bills. I, is there a thousand dollar bill? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> I don't know if there is. But if there is thousand dollar bills and I'm slapping down, slapping down the thousands, right? And I'm like, here's a thousand dollars. Would that be enough? Two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. Like when would you say, hey, John, thanks. Stop. Please stop giving me money, right? Would you ever stop me? Or would your mind kind of just keep going to, to more things that you could, you could have and you could do with that money? See where I'm getting at? We all think more money will make us happy, but more always becomes just a little more, doesn't it? And so 
We try to get as much money as we can for ourselves. And instead of money fulfilling its promise of making us happy, it actually becomes one of the biggest worries and aggravations in our life. But the truth is, God promises that money will make us happy if we view it and use it correctly. In the last episode, we talked about how we view money. The best way to view money is that we don't actually own it. Everything we have is a gift from God. It's actually God's, and we just use it. And so the next two episodes in this series is talking about how we use our money correctly. So I need to give you a warning for the next two episodes. Because in this episode and the next, I am going to try to convince you that giving your money away is a good idea. Now, what did you just feel when I said that, that giving your money away is a good idea? Was there like a, a tension in there or some kind of apprehension? Or there's a pastor talking about money. Here we go again. What's that about? And if you're feeling it now, just wait, just wait for the next episode. But if you really want to be happy, and not just that like pretend religious happy, you know, but if you really want to be happy and, and enjoy who you are and enjoy what you have, I'm, I'm inviting you to keep watching and keep listening to what we're going to talk about here. Because we don't actually, at Cross Creek, we don't actually want anything from you. What we really want, we want something amazing for you. And the truth is, money makes us happy when we give it away. Kind of dumb, right? We'll see. Now, this is true whether you're a Jesus follower or not. And if you don't call yourself a Jesus follower, please watch this because I think there's some really good ideas in here that will make you happy with your money. And if you are a Jesus follower and you're watching this, there's going to be a little bit more for you in this. A little, a little bit, um, well, you'll see. But what we're going to look at is a passage in a letter that we call 1 Timothy. It's an ancient letter written by the Apostle Paul. We find it in the New Testament of the Bible. And Timothy was like Paul's protege. Paul was mentoring Timothy. Timothy was, a, was leading a group of Jesus followers in the Roman city of Ephesus around 60 AD. And Paul's writing to him being like, hey, Timothy, this is how you need to be like a good church leader. So here's, here's some things that, that you need to think about. And that's what kind of where we, we jump in. Teach those who are rich in this world. And now you, watching or listening, you're like, rich? That's not me, right? I'm not some of these guys. Phew, he's talking about rich people. Like, I thought I was going to have to do something with my money. No, awesome, there's a loophole. I'm totally off the hook. Nope. That is seriously my, my favorite meme thing now. Where I want to do that for every episode. Anyway, you're not rich, huh? Do you live in the United States of America? <laughs> well, then you're rich. You know this. In fact, if you make over $10,000 a year, you are richer than about 84% of the world's population. And if you're lucky enough to make over 50, if you're lucky enough to make $50,000 a year, you are richer than 99% of the people in this world. See, we are wealthier than we think. And you might be saying, well, yeah, you know, I've heard that before, but I don't feel rich. Like, I still have to live in this society and, and afford things, right? I don't feel rich. Well, I invite you to pause right now. And as you pause, look around at everything you see that your money bought you. I'll, I'll wait. Look around. Now, how much of that stuff that you looked at do you actually need 
in order to stay alive. See what I'm saying? We have more than we need. So, now that we all acknowledge that most of us watching or listening to this are rich, what does Paul say that he wants us to be taught? What does he tell Timothy? Teach those who are rich in this world, and we could say, teach those who are rich, us, not to be proud and not to trust their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives all we need for our enjoyment. Not to be proud with our money. Also, the word could mean conceited or arrogant about being rich, which isn't you, right? <laughs> of course it's not you, right? Because someone who is, who is proud or, or arrogant or conceited about how much money they have, they'd say or, or think things or even feel things like, ah, oh, that person on the side, they, they should get a job instead of hold a sign. Like, they should get a job like me. Like, look at this job market right now. There's so many jobs for people. They should just get one like I have. Or give my money away. Like, I deserve what I have. I've, I've worked hard so I can enjoy my money someday. Like, I've earned this. I did the work to get this money. Or maybe the thought of, they, like, these people, right? They'd be like, oh, like they see a, somebody driving like a beat up car and they have their nice car, of course. And they're like, oh my gosh, I hope they don't hit me because obviously they don't have insurance to pay for it if they hit me, right? See, someone who is, who is arrogant or conceited about their wealth, they would care about like what brands they buy or what brands they wear or drive, or they'd, they'd even care about what, what grocery store they go to. And that's not you at all, right? I know, yeah, it's not me either. Going to Winco, just down the street, Walking around and be like, ugh, Winco people are the worst. Well, see, it's, it's that whole idea of greed that we talked about in the last episode that I deserve what I have and actually I deserve to have more than I have. And that's the conceits being conceited with our, with our riches and our wealth. And so then Paul reiterates what Jesus said in our passage from the last episode. He says, don't rely on your money. Don't rely on money for security and happiness, which, of course only leads to fear, right? Fear that, that we won't have enough. And because we know that Paul's right, that money is unreliable. And we all know what fear leads to, right? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads, leads to, to suffering. suffering. No, I'm just kidding. Fear leads to greed because we think It'll be reliable if, you know, we just have a little bit more. We know our money is not reliable, but if we had more money, then we could probably rely on it, right? There'd be a buffer zone. And so Paul says to trust God instead because he's the reliable one, because he richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Isn't that cool? He richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. See, there's something I think we, we often forget about God. God loves to give. He actually wants us to enjoy what he's given us. And so when we choose to trust this, and when we choose to rely on our Heavenly Father and not on our money, we discover what we've been looking for all along. We discover contentment. And contentment is basically enjoying what we have instead of worrying about what we don't have. Contentment says, God loves me. God gives me what I need. So I choose to enjoy what I have instead of worrying about what I don't have. And so trusting God allows us to be content. And money can't make us happy until we learn to be happy with whatever we have. 
Interesting, right? Well, it gets even better. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. See, it's, it's really cool. Throughout time and space, we actually see God constantly giving. If you think about it, the, at the beginning of the story of, of God's interaction with humanity, where, where the, the creation account of God making everything perfect, and then he gives it to humanity. He says, I give you all of this. And then at the apex of the story of God interacting with humanity, when Jesus comes, Jesus kind of sums it up and he says, God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him can have eternal life and never perish. And then even at the culmination, at the end of time, where, where we kind of get to look at the future through, through John's eyes in, in Revelation, we, we see God still giving. In fact, he says, to all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. Throughout time and space, we see God giving because God loves to give. And he wants his children to be like him. See, like I said, if, you're, if you don't consider yourself a Jesus follower, there's nothing here you have to do. It's just, honestly, being generous is a good idea because it's good for you, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But for a Jesus follower, generosity isn't just a good idea. It needs to be a defining characteristic. See, our role as Jesus followers is to be a picture of God's love to the world. One of the main characteristics of God is that he gives. He gives to everyone. He gives to everyone because he loves everyone. And he wants us to do the same. But often, we don't feel like we can be generous, right? Why? Because we don't feel like we have enough. Why? Because we're not content. But if we are happily enjoying what we have and not worrying about what we don't have, then we are free to use our extra to help others. See, contentment produces generosity. And then Paul says they should, we, really, because he's talking about us, the rich people, we should always be ready to share. And it's interesting because we don't feel like we, we're ready to share because you can't be ready if we're always spending what we have on ourselves. We can't be ready to always share if, if we've overspent and we have debt or if we really have no margin to be generous with. See, generosity requires a purposeful plan, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. But here's the big question, really. We talk about this generosity thing. Why would we actually want to do this? Yeah, God might expect us to be like him, be generous, but why would we want to? I know you wouldn't ask that. You're very polite. I'll ask it for you. Why do you want to be generous? So here's the kicker. Here's the part you won't believe until you actually try it, until you actually experience it. And once you do that, then you'll wonder why it took you so long to start. By doing this, this is the why. By doing this, they, the rich people, will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. True life. Life. Other translations say it like uh, life that is truly life, or so that they may so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Isn't that a cool way of saying it? See, Paul's not saying that that the more money you give away, the easier it is to get into heaven. See, the idea he's getting at is that generosity allows us to more fully trust God's love and care, which then allows God room to show up 
and show us his love and care, which then allows our lives to be used for something more than ourselves, allows our lives to be used to bring the kingdom of God to earth now, to help people now, which then allows us to trust him even more. It's that cycle I keep talking about. See, generosity is an investment in the life we truly want. Life that is truly life, indeed, right? So think of this con contrast. We actually have two choices, two, two lives to choose from. There's the usual typical life, right? Where we rely on money for our happiness and security. And so, so we hoard it or, or we spend everything we get on ourselves because we, we're trying to get this money to make us happy. But we're never satisfied. We're never happy with what we have because we're always afraid we won't have enough. And so we become stressed and, and, and overworked because we need to get more. In that life, the focus is on ourselves. Our focus is really on what we don't have. Our focus is on what we need and, or even what we want, right? So that's life option number one. Now, the second option is the generous life that Paul's talking about here. In this life, we trust that God loves us. We trust that he gives us everything we need for our enjoyment. And so we're content with what we have. And we're thankful for what we have been given. And so we use what we've been given to help God show others that he cares for them as well. And in this life choice, the focus is on others because we're content with what we have and we enjoy whatever we have and therefore we can freely share what we have with others. Think about it. Which one is the life you actually want? Which is the, li which is the life that will really make you happy? Well, the answer is actually a scientific fact. Generous people are happy people. It's true. I did the research, which really means I Googled for five minutes. But it's such a scientific fact that my five-minute Googling actually had good results. Many studies show that this is a scientific fact, that if you are generous, you are happy. The more generous you are, the happier you are. In fact, studies shown that even if you just promise to be generous or even if you're just planning to be generous, it makes people happier. And so if you're ready for this step, or maybe you, you have experienced this fact and you, you want to continue it or maybe go further, here's something that I think can help us start or, or keep moving in that direction. And it's super easy. It won't cost you anything yet. So first, read this passage that we just talked about. Read 1 Timothy 6, 17, 18, and 19. Read that. And then, this is the part you're not going to want to do, but I challenge you to do it. Look at your finances for the last month. Actually, do it. I know, like, these things, John, like, oh, that's cute, John, good idea, and then you never do it. Do this. Trust me, you'll, you'll be thankful. Look at your expenses for the last month, and then label those expenses, really easy, needs, enjoyment, or generosity. You need to do N, E, or G, so you have to write less letters. But look at your expenses and then label it. Needs, enjoyment, or generosity. Just look. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just look at it. I'm not asking you to do anything. It's super easy. And then once you look, just ask this simple question. Does my spending show contentment? Then that's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. Label it and then say, does my spending show contentment? It's a simple evaluation easy, safe, right? So what's stopping you from doing it? What are you afraid of? Because we all know money can't buy happiness, 
But how we view it and how we use it can actually bring a peace and a contentment and even a happiness that you have to experience to believe. Everything we have is a gift from God, a gift he actually wants us to enjoy and he wants us to share. So we have a choice to either selfishly squander what we have on ourselves or rely on God's love and God's care, to be content with having what we need and choosing to be generous. One choice leads to the empty path we've seen so many others go down and maybe what we've experienced ourselves. The other choice allows us to take hold of that which is life indeed. And so I have a suggestion for you. If money isn't making you happy, try giving more of it away. In fact, even thinking about it will make you a little happier. So try it. It's science. Does our, does my spending show contentment? It's a good question. Or am I just spending money on other things that uh, I really shouldn't be spending my money on? Good challenge. Yeah. We haven't looked at our expenses in a little while. We'll have a budget. It's probably good to... We'll have a budget summit. That's right. Budget summit. Super. That's a fun way to say, uh, like a financial meeting. I don't know. Yeah. I've read that in a book or something. I forgot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. You can do that also this week. That's a, a good plan. Mm -hmm. I know that just too. It's good timing because it's like before the holidays. That's true. Yep. Get everything squared away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Speaking fine. of squared away, okay. we are now meeting at Gateway 4 Square wow. Church on the second and fourth Sundays of the month. The square has four sides. So second and fourth. Oh yeah. There's two parallel sets of anyway. Second and fourth Sundays of the month. Good. We're gonna eat food, hang out with people. Um, be a couple songs. We'll hear some stories or other stuff. Yeah. On the Sundays, speaker. which is really cool. This time we'll have a I think the second Sunday here we're gonna have a guest speaker. Yeah. So be there next Sunday, the third fourteenth. Good job. Yeah, I remember, I know. You got this I nailed. Know. Yeah. I thought you were going to say be there or it's November. Mm -hmm. So November, we are November. Our for Salem opportunity is for Casa. Yes. So there was a giving tree um, at church at our on-site gathering in October. The tags are gone, but you can still help a foster kid have a better Christmas. Mm -hmm. And there's an Amazon wish list that Casa of Marion County has on their website and we have a link to it. So check it out. It's in the show notes. It's also on our webpage or crosscreek.com slash C-A-S-A, CASA. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we would love it if everybody would just do one thing for a foster kid in November. Just buy them one thing. If you took a tag, you definitely have to because you right. committed. So mm -hmm. thanks for doing that. Delivering it to CASA. Unwrapped. They're going to do the wrapping. Mm -hmm. they, have, they have a plan. So, but thank you for your help. Thank you for being generous. That's right. Because we know that generosity leads to contentment. So. That's right. It's just one way you can do it. And then we'll have more opportunities in December because every month we have a for sale opportunity. That's right. That's right. You'll have to wait till December to see what it is. It's a surprise it's gift. Exciting. Surprise. A surprise gift. Oh, for yeah. them to find mm -hmm. out. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't say it already, this is Cross Creek Community Church putting this content out. 
We're glad you decided to watch. Thanks for sending in a welcome form. Thanks for watching this because when we gather on site, we don't have like a dedicated teaching time. So right. this is it. You're doing it. Good job. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about these things in your connect groups. So if you're in a connect group, chat it up. If you're not in a connect group, you can join one. That's right. What are they going to talk about? These questions. Oh. See you next week. Here's John. All right, here we go. All right. Hey, it's good to be here. <laughs> good crowd noise. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. That's enough. Oh, sit down. We got a show to do. Come on. Come on. No, you. You. You're so dumb. <laughs> Lost Liz. Liz out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, deep breath.